Hello, everyone. Welcome to Prep Talk, the emergency management podcast. Find out what you need to know about preparedness, get all the latest tips from experts in the field, and learn what to do before the next disaster strikes. From the emergency management department in the city that never sleeps, here are your hosts, Omar Bourne and Allison Panisi. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening. I'm Omar Bourne. And I'm Allison Panisi. Thank you for joining us. We want you to come back as often as you can, so feel free to add Prep Talk to your favorite RSS feed. You can also follow us on social media. Now, Allison, this is a special episode. We are celebrating an anniversary, and it's 15 years. Allison, 15 years. Can you believe it? I can't believe it, Omar, but you know what they say, time flies when you're having fun. Uh, For everyone listening, this marks the 15th anniversary of the Community Emergency Response Team, or CERT, program here in New York City. Here to talk to us are individuals who play key roles in training and working with our CERT volunteers. Please welcome Christina Farrell, Deputy Commissioner for External Affairs here at New York City Emergency Management. We also have Deputy Chief Jim Brosey with the FDNY, the Fire Department, and Inspector Phyllis She's the commanding officer at NYPD Auxiliary. Thank you all for being here today. So, Christina, let's start with you. Uh, You've been involved with the city's CERT program since the beginning. Uh, What was the impetus behind getting CERT started here in NYC? Great. You know, I'm always happy to talk about CERT. That's right. Uh, So, CERT came to New York, as we said, in 2003. Uh, It became a national program after 9-11. Uh, it started out in the West Coast in the 80s. They, uh, some of the first responders there needed assistance fighting wildfires, and there was a large earthquake. Uh, but after 9-11, I think in the city and as emergency management grew, we started to look at uh, you know the volunteer programs. There was auxiliary. Uh, there were some other programs across the city. But we thought that there was room for CERT, and there was a way to get people involved in preparedness and in other types of emergencies. So we started out with some training, a few teams, and then, like you said, it's grown over the last 15 years. I know FDNY and the NYPD play an important part in training our volunteers. Chief Brosey, I'm going to start with you, the FDNY. What type of training is available for our volunteers? From the fire department side, we try to train them in high-rise urban, high-rise uh, building safety. We train them in light search and rescue, transportation safety, and how to extinguish small fires so that they'd be prepared for a variety of things that may either happen in the home or at a large-scale disaster. Inspector Byrne, how about you? So we train them in in basic uh, traffic management, which is very important, obviously, during emergencies. And we also train them with uh, moving pedestrians around, uh, crowd control, helping us direct people uh, during an emergency. Now, CERT started with just a little over 100 members. Uh, Now there are more than 1,200 active credentialed volunteers representing about 50 teams throughout New York City. Um, Can each of you speak to the evolution of the program um, that has allowed for this increase in membership? Uh, Inspector Burden, let's begin with you. And you're talking about how we've increased the program? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and how we've uh, recruited for the program. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, there's, as Christina said, there's a tremendous need for assistance with emergency response. We have over 8.5 million people in New York City, and clearly uh, no agency can do it all, even though we are the largest police department in the country. um, We need help. We need eyes and ears other places. 
uh, CERT members fill that gap. They help us out with that. Um, we encourage our members to recruit their friends and um, also family members that might be interested in it. Uh, and we do see a lot of people joining the program, and it's becoming, uh, much like the auxiliary program, uh, a family legacy where we see parents and sons, daughters, um, couples coming in and joining together. Chief Brozzi? Uh, I think in addition to those things that the inspector had mentioned is some of the uh, recent disasters such as uh, Hurricane Sandy and things along those lines have proven to people that they need to know more and that in order to fill that gap that the inspector had spoke about, that has to come from the community. And so I think people seek, you know, in an effort to seek out uh, that type of information so that they can be somewhat self-sufficient in the early stages of a disaster they've sought out this program. And as this program has evolved from its first early classes uh, 15 years ago, it has morphed into more of an urban cert to meet the needs of the people who live in a more urban area. And uh, I think we've created some very self-sufficient people and people are able to spread a message and actually let that grow in their own community. Christina? Uh, I agree with all of that, obviously. And, you know, I would say that in addition to helping with different emergencies like Hurricane Sandy, um, some of the building explosions we've had, the uh, CERT members were active after uh, working with the Hurricane Maria service center that the city had up for several months last year. Um, many of them are bilingual in a host of languages, which is terrific for us. Um, but they also help a lot with preparedness. They do events in their own community. They get involved in lots of different ways. I think that um, y you know the word emergency is a uh, a guideline for the group. And um, they, you know, I, I know Chief Brosey likes to say if a team can't organize itself to assist with the marathon or to assist with a local parade, um, how are they going to be organized to work on a, a big emergency? So I think one of the keys to the program is that we're able to keep them busy. We keep them busy with emergency. We keep them busy, busy with Ready New York and other presentations, but then they also find a lot of things in their community, a lot of ways to be involved, to get the word of, of preparedness out, and to really be good neighbors. And it's great that they uh, fill those gaps, whether it's in emergencies or, you know, before in helping to prepare their communities. And that's what it's really about. It's about being a community. And during emergencies, especially whether it's extreme heat, winter weather, uh, you know, our officials, we emphasize being a good neighbor, check in on the elderly, other vulnerable populations. Can you talk to us about the importance of helping others in need and what the CERT program? brings there? I think that's more or less the basis of the program. Right. The difference from us, from I would say a lot of the other volunteer programs is ours is mostly community centered in that we want you to seek out the people who have needs before a disaster strikes. Right. We want you to make connections with them in the community so that when something does happen, these people are not only identified, but we can figure out what they actually do need. And some of that has morphed into some more generic things like snow measurement or clearing out hydrants that inadvertently have some rippling effect to the community. Mm -hmm. But I think most people enter the program thinking it's a community-based program, but at the end realize that they need, if in order to be effective, they need to get in touch with all of the people in their neighborhood and try to figure out who they can be most helpful to who can't help themselves. Definitely. And I think, uh, you know, another thing we've seen over the years is that 
these people are very busy before they join CERT, mm -hmm. and they just carve out more time in an already very busy life for this. They may be auxiliaries. They may be involved with their house of worship, through schools, on their community board. So they already have a lot of those networks. Um, but as we see, communities change over time. Um, you know, there are new new communities that new members in the community that need to be involved. And so they bring a lot of those networks to us and to the program, which is fantastic. And when you go to a graduation or when you're at a, a class, um, you, you know, you can see the diversity, you can see the difference in ages and backgrounds, um, all of that, which is, is really indicative of the city and really what we need for this program to be successful and for all communities to be represented. Yeah, I'd like to just um, add to what Christina just said, which I think is so true. Um, and CERT really uh, shows people this, that we're really all connected. And this program um, is a great example of that. It allows people from different backgrounds to get together. And maybe they never would have met, never would have connected, but CERT allows them to see that. And as, uh, as Jim said, you know, before an emergency happens, these relationships have now developed um, and we have a much better outcome. And I, I do think that public safety and caring about each other is, it's a shared responsibility. It's not just, again, uh, an agency, fire department, police department, EMS that comes in. It's really people um, taking responsibility for themselves and other people. And again, CERT is a great way for people to do that and to really fulfill that need. I think we all have the need to feel connected uh, and it's a really positive way that New York City can connect with each other, the people of New York City. And what is so great about your points? Uh, we had a couple of CERT members on a previous show, Allison, mm -hmm. and they really talked about, you know, they didn't know each other beforehand, but coming into CERT, they're now family. They mm -hmm. look out for each other. They call each other from time to time. They have barbecues. They attend family events. It's really uh, turned out to be, uh, you know, a family affair. Uh, mm -hmm. in the CERT program, and that's what it's about. Community is not only being a good neighbor, but also supporting the efforts of first responders, which we know that our CERT volunteers are given the capability uh, to do um, and acquire different skills. And Inspector Byrne, you had talked about traffic management in particular, mm -hmm. which I think is a great skill that people acquire because you don't realize how much actually goes into it. Um, can you share an incident when uh, NYPD may have called upon CERT to assist with um, an emergency or you know, maybe a planned event here in the city? Sure. Actually, specifically, um, a traffic management incident that I witnessed was during Hurricane Sandy uh, on Staten Island. I was out on Staten Island right after um, the hurricane passed, and uh, obviously it was devastated. There was no uh, power. There was no traffic lights. And I actually got to see my CERT members and my auxiliary officers standing side by side uh, directing traffic all around Staten Island, um, particularly on Highland Boulevard. It was amazing to see. They did a fantastic job. And you're right, it's not that easy to do. It's actually a skill. Um, and they were out there working together and really helping to keep people who had already been devastated by the hurricane safe. Uh, so I was really impressed with that. And I really got to see the importance of uh, what CERT does, what CERT members do. Mm-hmm. Now, Chief Brosey, can you give us an example of when CERT volunteers may have helped either after a fire or maybe another large-scale event? 
Uh, yes, uh, although they've done countless things, the one thing that sticks out to me the most is I was assigned to the 2nd Avenue gas explosion for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the early stages of the fire, uh, there was no room for CERT volunteers initially other than in a reception center to maybe help some of the people who were displaced. But as the incident progressed, many of the residents in the adjoining structures that were structurally sound but uninhabitable wanted to get back in and retrieve a lot of their personal belongings. Mm-hmm. And traditionally, that can only be done by a police officer accompanying them into each apartment and waiting with each individual to gather their stuff. And I don't know who came up with the idea, but some had offered that CERT volunteers would work with one police officer in front of the building. And then once the occupant was verified, they would go up and give them a far greater amount of time because it wasn't depleting resources and a far more personal experience by allowing them to be with someone who was more or less a neighbor to allow them to gather gather their things, really assess the degree of damage and kind of where they were going to go from here. And uh, it was probably the most one of the most effective and most personalized uh, actions I've seen Sir taken. And I got to see it over a couple of days and it meant a lot to the people who were able to get back into those buildings. Now, CERT volunteers can play an important role in assisting their communities during emergencies. Uh, But what about in non-emergencies? We call it blue sky times. Christina, I know you touched on this a little earlier. So how can CERT volunteers help out when they're not involved in emergencies? Uh, Well, I think the main way they work with us is to help prepare their neighbors and their communities Um, As you know, the emergency management runs the Ready New York program where we go out about 900 times a year across the city. And CERT is an integral part of that. They're out several times a week at our request. And I know that they organize many presentations on themselves because we're continually packing up Ready New York boxes in a multitude of languages and different guides to send out to them, uh, which is terrific because people, you know, they're, they're actually practicing what they preach. They are some of the most prepared people in the city because they take it very seriously. And, um, you know, I think a lot of times it's helpful for people to hear it from their neighbors, from the community. Many CERT members may have been through an emergency in their own life, whether they uh, through Hurricane Sandy or through a fire or subway derailment or other, you know, extended power outage. So they've really learned or they've seen, um, you know, the effect of emergencies. So having them there, um, speaking about their own experiences and and giving firsthand advice, I, I think is really helpful to impress upon their neighbors why this is important to become prepared. And I know emergency management have also worked with the CERT volunteers for our Know Your Zone campaign, Mm -hmm. and they've talked about how they've been empowered uh, through the CERT program and through working with emergency management to be prepared for emergencies, specifically coastal storms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're they're advocates in their community. Um, They support our first responders. We're very happy to have them. But I also am very curious, um, this question is for the three of you. Where do you see the CERT program in the next few years? We've seen it evolve uh, pretty extensively. Um, more volunteers, um, you know, more skills that are being acquired by these volunteers. Inspector Byrne, let's start with you. Yeah, so it's something I said earlier. Um, I really do see it growing, expanding, um, becoming um, just basically a, a given with members of the community. And something that I've seen in the auxiliary program, which is also volunteer, um, it becoming a family legacy, because I do see a lot of parents who are involved in this, teaching their children, bringing them around about emergency preparedness, 
and teaching them that civic responsibility is a good thing, that we have a shared responsibility for public safety. Uh, and I love seeing that. And I think all of these programs, uh, meaning the auxiliary program and CERT, uh, are really a way to do that because, again, we have a huge population in New York City. We all know we can't do it alone. We work best when the community is working with us and we're working with them. So this is a great way to do it. I, I agree. I think the growth in numbers from other CERT members by bringing in family members and friends is probably one of the best ways to grow the program. Uh, the other thing is I think most volunteers want to work. And I think that we've done a much better job from our inception to where we were an emergency or crisis-based group that would only come for these large-scale disasters. And now, you know, we found work for CERT teams. We found work for people with individual uh, talents, like speaking a specific language. We've had all-hands responses for people who weren't affected by Sandy. And even though their team couldn't be activated, we were able to find some way that they could inject themselves into the situation and provide any assistance they could. So I, I just think that keeping our people busy and keeping them involved is really defines the program, and it actually gives them the reward that they're looking for after their training. One thing that is growing and I think will continue is uh, CERT teams and CERT members functioning within their boroughs. Mm -hmm. um, so you had mentioned Staten Island and the work out there. We've also, we have borough coordinators. They're veteran volunteers who have run a CERT team and who are ready um, to, you know, really step into a higher leadership role. And they're invaluable to us as we, um, you know, there's a lot of administration to to manage 1,200 volunteers and, and make sure that everything runs as smoothly as it can. And having, you um, you know, boroughs, because the boroughs are still very large, right? And if you have, uh, say, in Queens, you have people in Astoria, people in Rockaway, people in Douglaston, uh, and they can all come together and help if there's an issue in Forest Hills or if there's an issue in Flushing. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, it's not it's not uh, convenient to run everything out of Brooklyn. Things mm -hmm. need to be in the different boroughs. People mm -hmm. don't always want to travel, understandably, all the way to Cadman Plaza to for training or for things. So being able to offer more within the boroughs and, and having people work together on that level, uh, you know, I think is helpful for the volunteers and it's certainly helpful for the city. Now, this is going to be the CERT elevator pitch, and I've heard all of you speak at CERT graduations to uh, those who, you know, to the graduates. Um, what would you say to people who may be considering joining the CERT program? Chief Brozy, I'll start with you. I would say come. I would say that um, I think that knowledge continues to be power, and when people are in a crisis situation, either they have a plan based on some real knowledge mm -hmm. or they panic. <laughs> and you, we only really need a handful of knowledgeable people in a situation to direct large numbers of people to make safe choices. And that could be on a subway, that could be in a high-rise building, that could be at a small trash can fire, or that could be at a large-scale disaster. And this information, although it's oftentimes just dedicated to one or two family members, it makes it back to everyone in your household and everyone in your community. And Although we wish that every one of them would become active CERT members in the long term and be vibrant members of a team. But I will tell you, there's some great value in just getting the information and there's some great value in getting it from what we call the technical experts, people yeah. that are in the field. And there's some great value in connecting with the police department, the fire department, and EMS and getting to know these people and what they do and how they function. Because whether it's a response or whether you're acting on the street, the things you do in the earliest stages of an incident have a direct impact on everything we do thereafter. 
And uh, I'm not sure you could get this information from three different agencies and any other program condensed into, you know, five or six weeks and an ability to do some post-training and put some of these things into uh, application in any other group. As you said, knowledge is power. And as we like to say, Allison, during an emergency, winging it, it's not, not an, an option. Not an emergency plan. <laughs> there you go. It's not, not an, an emergency option. plan. <laughs> Inspector Byrne. So what I would say, a good reason to join is you would be surprised how much you get out of volunteering. I'm going to steal this from someone else that spoke at a graduation. I believe it was Paul, Paula Gavin. Um, volunteers are, it, it's known, it's proven that volunteers are happier, have lower levels of depression, um, live more fulfilled lives, have less medical problems uh, just from volunteering. So, so really, give it a chance because you would be surprised how much you actually would get out of volunteering. Everybody wants to know, well, what's in it for me? Besides the knowledge that Chief Brosey talked about, it's, it's you're really gonna find, um, and if you speak to any of the volunteers, they'll tell you a fulfillment they can't get any other way. So uh, give it a shot, you have nothing to lose. Wonderful. Good for you, good for the city. There you go. Mm -hmm. Christina. Uh, I would just say that, as we've all said, your city needs you. You know, we have eight and a half million people. Um, we have lots of first responders, but but as both these experts have said, they're incredibly busy when an emergency happens and, um, you know, all the work gets done. But there's a way to involve knowledgeable volunteers, to organize volunteers and to make um make the experience a little less traumatic for, for those that are involved. And, um, you know, I, I think it's just a, a great opportunity for, for people, and we welcome everyone to come, to train, and to get to know us. Great opportunity. Knowledge is power. It's good for you. It's good for the city. I love it. All of our listeners, if you're not a member of CERT, get involved. Uh, you're not going to regret it. We're going to move into our rapid fire Q&A. And we started this uh, last episode. Yes. Uh, so we're going to ask you guys a few questions and just give us your most genuine responses possible. Quick, fun, easy. Uh, the first question, I'm going to start uh, with Christina. What is your fondest cert experience? I think I may have said this a few minutes ago, but I really love the graduations. Uh, we have two or three a year. It's here at Emergency Management and our EOC. Seeing the families, seeing the graduates, their interactions with the police and uh, fire officials that they've trained with, and um, seeing how excited the team chiefs are to have them, it's, it's just, you can't walk away with that, not um, feeling proud and, and being excited for the future of the program. Wonderful. Chief Brosey, how about you? Uh I'm particularly fond of the uh, drills at Randall's Island, mm -hmm. even though they don't. They only happen either annually or semi-annually. It is the only time we get together with all three of the, all four OEM, fire department, police department, and EMS all in one place. Normally, we only teach as individuals, and we get to see the CERT members operate not as teams, mm -hmm. but as individuals and have to find their way with working with strangers, more or less, and figuring out to come up with a plan. We get to see how our other instructors interact with the students, kind of pick up off of each other. And I think overall, it's a really, really good experience for us and for them. Wonderful. Inspector Byrne, how about you? Fondest CERT experience? So my fondest CERT experience actually happened at a CERT graduation when one of our Bronx CERT members who was receiving an award, Wally, said genuinely that... Um, he loved the program, and he said, 
you know, I never would have made these connections. He goes, let's be honest, I wouldn't be hanging out with cops and firemen if I wasn't in this program. (laughs) And it was so genuine, but so true. Right. Wonderful. Love it. Um, Okay, next question. What do you think is the most important emergency preparedness tip? I know we talked about, you know, getting involved, joining the CERT program, but Inspector Byrne, let's start with you. Uh, To me, the most important one, what I've learned is uh, set up a meeting point with your family and friends someplace away from your residence, or if there's an emergency someplace else, where are you going to meet? Chief Brosey? I know, although we stress this quite a bit throughout the cycle, is to be prepared yourself. Very difficult to help anyone else if you're not prepared and if you're not settled. So uh, if you want to be an effective helper, be prepared yourself. Christina? I would say be informed. Uh, just like uh, the chief said, if you're not, if you don't know what's going on, how are you going to put yourself out there to help other people? We have Notify NYC. You can follow it on Twitter. There's an app. You can get phone calls on your landline. Uh, so you know, being informed, knowing what's going on in the city is going to help you to be prepared. For those who have landlines, we can still get you on your landline. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, two more questions, Christina. I'm going to come back to you with this one. What is one emergency item you cannot live without? Uh, I'm going to say water mm-hmm. because uh, that you know is something you need to stay hydrated. You need to stay healthy. I like it, Chief Brosey. Uh, I usually try to carry a small tool with me. I have one on my keychain now, a mini Leatherman, just in case you need something. <laughs> I like it, Inspector Byrne. So, my answer would be um, water for sure. Um, but my real answer would be my dog. Don't tell my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. Okay. Um, I know we sort of touched upon this a little bit earlier, but I would like to get a one-word answer about this. The future of CERT, Inspector Byrne. Expanding. Chief Brosey? Evolving. Christina? Busy. (laughs) Yes, always busy. It's New York. There you go. And I I, I think we got time for one more, uh, more on the lighter side here. What is your favorite disaster theme movie or TV show? Inspector Byrne, I'm going to start with you. All right, I'm going to go with a a little known one, probably. I don't know who would know it. Deep Impact with Taya Leone, if anyone's seen it. Yes, I have seen it. It's really good. About a comet hitting the earth. Chief Brosey. Uh, although it didn't make a lot of money, but Waterworld with Kevin Costner, <laughs> only because I like the ingenuity that people were able to make things out of more or less garbage in order to survive. I like it. Christina. Uh, so I don't really know if it's disaster themed, but I love the TV show Survivor. I like the team aspect until they all turn on each other. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I like uh, people battling the elements because hazards are something that we talk about a lot. And then um, there's always a lot of puzzles on the show. And I like all the puzzles. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Always a challenge, but we love it. Um, for those interested in getting involved with the CERT program, don't forget, please sign up. We would love to have you. Um, as we said before, public safety is a shared responsibility. You can visit nyc.gov forward slash CERT or call 311 for more information. That's this edition of Prep Talk. If you like what you heard, you can listen anytime online or through your favorite RSS feed. Until next time, stay safe and prepared.